Welcome to Brightly, You Radiant Being, the show that wildly recognizes, encourages, and invests in the radiance we all carry. So you can shine your brightest. Each episode, we share soul-driven advice and topics to help you live more brightly in mind, body, and spirit. Through sharing our experiences, friendship, and passions, we hope to impact you to step more brightly into yourself, inch by inch. Hi, Amy. Hi. Hi, Tracy. (laughs) I have to tell you, I seriously considered rewriting our intro specifically for this episode. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, While I was reading it, I was like, what the? (laughs) I, so uh, our last episode we recorded a week ago. We are kind of um, just a couple days uh, before things uh, go live. We're not as far in advance as we usually are. Um, But you uh, were an emotion I've never seen you be (laughs) for uh, our whole pre-show chat. (laughs) And then Mm -hmm. you you turned it on, which I appreciate because we had a a topic already kind of planned out and Mm -hmm. weren't quite sure we wanted to be so reactive last week and in our feelings. Uh, But how are you feeling this week? Yeah, thank you for asking. So last week, the feeling I was feeling that apparently we weren't going to mention, but we are definitely going to mention today, we're going to talk all about it today, was angry. Now, today, I don't feel as um, angry, as um, raw as I did last week. However, there is still like this low level sort of rage inside of me. But what's happened is you and um, uh, another friend have actually helped to direct that anger Mm. in a, in a focused way. And so what I loved is that you actually brought up, you said, Do you, and I can't even remember when you brought it up. I might've been after we had recorded and then you were just like, for next time, should we just switch it up? Do you want to talk about be angry? Like stay angry, like anger. And I was like, yes, yes, I do. And that that's, that's not an exaggeration. That was the place she was at. I actually, I think I asked just before we started recording, Um, I, the, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit more cautious. I was a little bit where you were at, but also wanted to be mindful of what, you know, the people who listen to our show expect and, uh, cautious to bring things in the room. Um, so just before anybody skips, we try to keep a safe space in, in the sense that we try to keep sort of all of some of the outside world out of this space. So, yeah. So we're, we're not going to bring current events into the show today specifically, but we are, we do find ourselves as a values based organization or company or podcast. Um, and one of our values or things that we talk about a lot is feeling your feelings and, um, a succession of current events, um, with one as kind of the tipping point, um, create a lot of rage, it lit a lot of fires. And, uh, the reason why I kind of considered rewriting our intro wasn't necessarily, um, because our intro 
and feelings of rage and anger can't coexist. I think you can be your brightest self and have soul-driven advice and be an angry person, uh, have angry feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wanted to try and come up with something that was really reflective of where we were, but yet still in line. And, And it just nothing was coming out right. And that's when I decided, you know, a lot of what we talk about is our experiences and what we're going through and what we're trying out and what we're trying on and where we've been. Um, and if other people are angry, whether at current events or personal events or childhood shadow work and traumas, like maybe this episode on, you know, be angry can help with that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I agree. I, think that for so many of us, um, you know, uh, well, I guess I won't speak for everyone. I'll speak for myself. I was raised and, and I actually had a pretty, you know, my parents were, were pretty forward looking for the time and for their age. They were older parents when I was born. Um, and it was in the late fifties. And so you'd think it would have been very conservative but they were pretty open about some things. And yet I went to a Catholic school and I was very much raised to be a good girl, to be happy and to be good Mm. and not to have tantrums. Right. One of my, Oh yeah. You sit there with your back very straight and you have a smile on your face and you raise your hand and you answer the question and you don't scream and cry because, you know, your sock, something happened to your, your stuffed animal or some, your sock is twisted. I don't know. I mean, those are very stupid little things, but. Well, so, I mean, two things come to mind. Um, it wasn't until I was 28 years old and working for an eating disorder clinic that I had another adult teach me or, or tell me, um, what does and doesn't have morality in the world. And I couldn't believe that I had never saw it that way. Um, but how we label things good and bad mm-hmm. for things that can't be good and bad food yeah. does not have morality. Right. Emotions do not have morality. Um, what happens is it's the preference of the people around you or kind of that politeness mannerisms that you were taught of not to make things unpleasant for other people. Right. You never rock the boat. Yeah. You do not rock the boat. And so if you can maintain that status quo, what status quo, status quo. And unfortunately I took that into my adult life and didn't understand like how to have fights, mm. like how to have, I don't mean like, like, you know, barroom fight or anything. I mean, as an adult with a partner, how to have a disagreement with mm-hmm. them. I thought I did. It was kind of shut down. And then I just thought that the best thing for everyone was to just maintain and not get angry and certainly maybe get angry, but all by myself in the, you know, bathroom, right? You never showed it to other people and you did not discuss it until finally one day you just blew up and it felt like it came out of left field, right? Yeah, I do. There, there is one part of that, you know, not rocking the boat, as you say, that I've kind of have come to agree or try and uphold in my life that if you are at an event where the the mood has kind of been agreed. So a wedding, a party, uh, a dinner party of a certain thing, right? Like don't bring your personal emotions into it. Like if you and a group of friends are going to a concert, 
buck up, right? Like either uh, self-select your way out of it or match the energy and the mood. And then in private moments, express what's going on, like find a different alternative or a different place or way. But there are certain events and times and spaces in life where, yeah, showing up in a certain energy or mood um, isn't beneficial for yourself or for the group, right? But that sort of day-to-day or the people you love or when it comes to systems and people in power and rights, transmuting your emotions doesn't do anything for you or for the situation. Um, It's not your job to make other people feel comfortable. Yeah. Well, I could have used that little tidbit a million years ago. I think the other thing too with anger is that as a society, we don't know how to deal with other people's anger, right? Mm -hmm. To the point where if somebody is angry, I can remember acting angry and being told like, why are you so crabby? So not even acknowledging that it was anger, but that I was being crabby, Yeah, which, which crabbiness feels like that's my fault Mm -hmm. or that's the story I was telling myself. So I think that we have a hard time, not only feeling our own anger and being able to understand how to talk about it or let it out. We also have no space for other people's anger because probably because we don't have space for our own. Oh, I love that. But it it starts in childhood with our own parents and teachers and people around us. Like uh, I used to uh, work um, with preschoolers of five to 10 year olds with emotional behavioral disorders and, and high schoolers. So I feel I don't have kids of my own, but through my personal and professional experience, I feel like I've raised two kids from birth to 18. And the one thing that I notice all the time and I see it on social media and um, even in the children in my life is um, labeling emotions as things other than the emotion. Yes. So instead of being able to recognize, and it's hard to always have to be that bigger person when you were having emotions of yourself or reactions <laughs> yourself, but instead of, instead of being objective and descriptive about what you, 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 you know, I'm noticing you're crying. Are you sad? You seem upset. You know, instead of trying to come from a, from a place of validation, it's, oh, aren't we sassy today? Oh, yes. You a threenager, uh, like yeah, an get out of the wrong side of the bed. Yeah, like- exactly. Or, um, you know, you, not allowing people or saying, oh, she's a drama queen. Oh, she, you know, like how many, how many times do we label people who cry as over emotional instead of just being like, wow, you feel your emotions. I can't do that. <laughs> right? Like, oh, I don't cry. Okay, That's kind I of impressive. That. You let yourself cry in yeah. public, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we yeah. try and label it and then we assign those good and bad things to it. And we try and shape it to the greater experience. Um, instead of being like, wow, you're upset. And that's making me feel things. I don't know what they are. Um, and I don't like this. I will say it was interesting because during the, that whole rawness last week and anger and just not knowing like where to go with it and what to do with it. At one point, my husband was like, it was not, I don't want to use the term afraid. I think he just never seen me like this before. And we do, we can have disagreements. I have, I've grown up. I'm a big girl now and I can have disagreements. (laughs) We have arguments, you know, in a, in a 
You have emotional intelligence now. You yes, did exactly. Yeah. But for this case, he was just like, wow, he did say that this is really upsetting you, but then left space for me to say, yes. And this is why. And then he listened and it was like, he, he didn't realize all the ramifications around the subject. So I appreciated that even though he didn't quite understand it, he still was willing to listen to it. And I think that's a key point too, whether we understand the emotions of the people around us, if you can say, do you want to talk about how you're feeling? Or I'm here if you want to talk about it or, you know, and then that evening he actually was like, here, do you want to scream into this pillow? Which I did. Um, you know, and I think that's just the thing is we focus so much on the person experiencing the emotion, having to overly control or mask yeah. or change it instead of, or in addition to the person, uh, witnessing the emotion, knowing how to respond. Uh, how many of us, when we see someone sad, want to cheer them up when we see someone angry, we either want or tell them to calm down. And how often does that happen when somebody is in a big emotion? Right. Oh my gosh. Um, And it happens with super joyful people too, because people who are really angry and upset in life can't handle the happy people (laughs) and just want them to calm down as well. Yeah. Um, in fact, Oh, so just like, I just want it. Cause I love to do that. I love to Google, like, what do I do with this anger? And so many articles were just that, like, here's how to calm down. Here's how to control it. Here's how to do these things, which of course, you know, um, if you actually have an anger issue, um, that might be something that maybe you need to do, or maybe you have an anger also- issue because there's a lot of freaking things around you that make you upset. Right. So that's just it. So how do you know if you have an anger issue? So I think the the first thing, because especially for women, so women are tend to be seen as overly emotional, but the only emotion attached to that is sadness and crying. And people who label women as emotional tend to be male presenting and tend to forget that anger is an emotion and anger is an emotion that male presenting individuals typically are free to express, but they don't express the sadness. Right. And so we just have this dichotomy and we're forgetting this human experience is all sorts of emotional emotions. And many of them, they're, it's not a willing experience, right? It's not a personality type. It is, it is a biological response in us to stimuli. And it's a psychological response based on experiences. Yes, We're hardwired for emotions, but we have been trained in how to express them, whether positively or negatively. Yeah. We've been reinforced through good behavior or bad behavior through attention or a negative attention on what makes movement in our life to help us change and alleviate or escalate the emotions or pivot them. So, uh, if you look up like a feeling wheel, um, there's a handful of core emotions. So you have your happy, you have your sad, fearful, Mm -hmm. surprised, and bad kind of come up in different ways, disgusted, fearful, and then angry. So people tend to see happiness and angriness as like a seesaw. Um, but 
it, it, you can be both and right. Like, well, I think we, honestly, I, that was one of the things that I did the day that I was so angry is I went out into nature and walked in nature and just was like all alone. And it just filled me with such joy to be in these, you know, old woods and be by water and see wildlife. And, and so I, I do believe you can be both or, or it is sort of like, yes, it's almost like, it's not a seesaw, but it's like, this is the dominant emotion right now while still feeling the other emotion. And then maybe the other emotion becomes the dominant emotion. Yeah. Because you can also, you can have too much happy. You can be so focused or your experience is so profound in the happiness area that when you are angry, it doesn't present as traditional anger. And then you don't know how to self-soothe and then your behaviors come out in certain ways because you don't know what's going on. Right. Right. And so you had said, you know, how, uh, what were you Googling? What to do with your anger? What do I do with this anger? Yeah. So I think, and and you also asked uh, or mentioned, you know, you could have an anger issue. So the first thing, you know, if any big emotion is overwhelming your life or any mental health thing, anything like that, the, the primary signifier for like, oh, I need help with this is how is it affecting my life? So are Good you point. noticing that your yeah. expressions of any emotion are outweighing or impacting certain areas of your life? If so, get a second party. It doesn't have to be a therapist. I recommend it, but it could be a friend, right? Like talk it out, get out of your own head with your emotions. Um, the next important thing to say is, are, are you a danger to yourself or others, right? If you're sad, if you're angry, if you're fearful, you could be a harm to yourself or others. If you're not in control of your emotions or if you don't know what to do with them. Yeah. If those extremes don't apply to you and you're just like, this is these current events are bringing up new things in me. Yeah. And I don't know what to do. My recommendation, I don't know what Google said, but be angry. (laughs) Right. Be angry. Be angry. I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I think that was to me, it, it was just sort of this, it was almost like I hate to use the word freeing, but in a way that is how it felt. It was like, I am free to feel this deep anger and it's okay to feel this deep anger. When I was Googling the, what do I do with this anger? Um, this article came up and I'm not going to remember what it was, but the one key phrase that I took out of it that I loved, it was this term assertive anger. And Mm -hmm. I went, I like that because once I was feeling all those angry feelings and, and I think you had said, Hey, do you want to do this thing? It was like a healing circle. And I think I said to you, I don't want to. It was heal. a vigil. It was oh, a, vigil a vigil instead I of said, a march. And so it seemed vigil. very passive. Yeah, yeah. I don't need a vigil. I need a protest. I was I like, Amy, I... it's the only thing I could find. Like I'm searching, <laughs> I'm did. typing as fast as I can. And then Tracy, you were so wonderful because then you were like, do you want to volunteer for this specific thing? And I was like, yes, that is what I want to do. And then another friend today sent an invitation to another thing. So I feel as if I now have a, this, this, this anger that is focused 
and has a direction instead of just like chaos coloring all aspects of my life. I now feel like, and I think that's a thing with anger that we forget that we can direct anger, whereas sadness. And I remember this from, um, what was the book ordinary people mm. where the therapist says to the young, um, guy, I don't know young if you've brother. seen the movie. Yeah. The brother. And, and he tells him that it's better to be angry than sad mm. because sadness, you don't go anywhere with sadness, but anger actually gives you a direction and a focus. Well, and sometimes we're so inexperienced as being angry that we think it's sadness. Um, exactly. But also I think you can feel both of those very too. much too, because I think we all felt both of those feelings, but so, you're right. I'm really happy that you, to me, all, all emotions, any of the ones we've mentioned are energy. And yes. I think that's why it's so uncomfortable is some of these energies we're unfamiliar with and sadness is a slow energy. Happiness is a peppy one and mm -hmm. angry is fiery, right? And then fearful yeah. is more kind of stuck. Yeah. And so if you're not used to having an angry or a passionate or a fiery response to something, you're going to feel anxiety. You might feel numb. You might feel the exact opposite. And you just want to put that fire out. Right. And what you did instead was you're like, you, you recognized, well, first of all, you knew what your trigger point was. You knew what caused your emotion, yeah. which I think is kind of step two and three of anything, you know, is recognizing what you're feeling mm -hmm. and then seeing if you know the root cause that's, you know, that's not integral to this, but it can help you sort through the, the emotion itself mm -hmm. is what is causing this? What's related to it? What is it reminding I, me of? What I would say, though, to? yes, I would say too, though, even if you think you know what the root cause was, I, I did have to dig a little bit deeper. And I realized part of that anger was directed at myself. Mm. So I, and not, I'm not bashing myself, but I realized that part of that was that I was actually angry at myself for letting my guard down, thinking that everything is cool now, you know, and to not be, not that everyone needs to be hypervigilant all the time, but I understood that I had a part to play in this. Well, and a lot of times angry is a response to a lack of, or loss of control. Oh. And typically yes. when it comes to current events, yes. is it puts a spotlight on where we don't mm -hmm. actually have control. How many of the things that are in the news include either the news anchor or someone being mm -hmm. interviewed saying this could never happen here. Mm -hmm. I do risk management. One of the questions I ask all the time <laughs> is what, what event or trigger that you think never could happen list them because I guarantee you that's the shit we need to plan for. Um, exactly. We call them black swan events. And I, mm -hmm. I'd say only 20% of the people I talk to have an answer to that. But when we check back in with them six months to a year later for kind of our next regular meeting, they're like, I can't stop thinking about that question now yeah. um, because most likely they've experienced one of those never can happen events in their work, yeah. in their life since then. And now they're realizing, oh, this stuff happens. Right. But, and I think that opens your eyes to, oh, okay, now I need to be aware of all the other things that could happen. And I'm glad you brought up control because once again, that goes to like feeling out of control, which is funny because so many of the articles were talking about how to control the anger. But mm -hmm. I, I also think part of that is because we, that feeling of out of control when we're feeling that anger is part of that because we've never felt that before. 
Well, and I think control of our emotions is an illusion that I'm, I'm even often, um, praised on how calm I am, especially in stressful situations. And you're like, you have no idea what's going on. Exactly. Um, what I am in control of a lot of the time is my reactions and my behavior. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I think the morality of the good and bad that people tend to assign to emotions actually really more apply to the choices and behaviors that are being made. Um, so when you're angry, are you breaking things? Are you hurtful? Are you yelling? Are you directing it at other people? Right. Yeah. Um, you need to have an, which I think a lot of that did happen. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying from me, I'm just saying I was aware of a lot of that happening. Some of it, I think was a natural response. However, yeah, if you're doing things that don't, that aren't, not, I don't want to use the word productive. What's the word I'm trying to think of? Sorry, I'll let you keep talking. (laughs) Well, you know, uh, I I recently heard in response to some of the stuff going on, um, someone refer to themselves and say, well, I'm not an advocate. I'm, I'm not an activist. I'm an advocate. And how they said it, um, you know, in terms of behaviors and and objective descriptions of the actions of what those two parties do, Mm -hmm. um, that person was accurate, was accurate in her description of herself, but both her and the interviewer were kind of labeling the activists as angry and the advocates Mm. as calm. Um, in my actions, I am in a position to be more of an advocate than an activist. I don't have experience as an act uh, in activism. Um, and I'm single and I live alone and I don't feel safe going to some of these stuff by myself. Um, I feel the buddy systems integral for activism and things like that in in the world. we live in. Be safe. Yeah. But (laughs) I'm an advocate and I'm angry. And when I'm an activist, I've, I've done things in the past and I've been incredibly calm. And so I don't think that that's a fair, um, assessment. It is not. No. Um, and so it can't all be about the productivity of it either, because you can, something can be productive and harmful and hurtful at the same time. Yeah. It's not the word that I'm looking for. I feel it's the word I'm looking for is more like a way to you channeled your energy. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, the other thing is too, I was, I was <laughs> shocking. I was on Instagram and someone was talking about, um, an extreme emotion and why you have those extreme emotions. And I'm not going to get this right. It was from the moon awakening, but the paraphrase was, and I'm just looking at my notes. You would, it's like, you wouldn't have such a strong emotion if you weren't supposed to do something about it. So your strong emotion is actually like this, this push in a direction to, and once again, not accomplish, not be productive, but to do something about it. So like you said um, before, do you need to talk to somebody? Is it just a friend? Do you need to, like you brought up volunteering, I'm going to, I now know I'm going to volunteer. Am I still angry? Absolutely. But I also know my anger is not quite so It's motivating. It is motivating. Thank you. It is motivating. Our emotions are tied to our values and our beliefs. Mm -hmm. Um, They're tied to who we feel we are as core individuals, because 
We're all humans having a human experience, yet we all react emotionally very differently to very different things. So it is, it's tied to something. So if you're having emotions related to something, it's kind of like that Jeff Foxworthy thing, like, here's your sign. (laughs) Why are you ignoring your sign? You care about this, or you're feeling hurt by this, or, you know, you are having a reaction to this. Do you know what it is and why? and how you can rechannel or redirect it. Um, and not necessarily redirect it from a- anger. Right. But, um, have that but emotion maybe, feel manageable. Right. And to the point where it's not just like internal, but you can actually turn it outward without so, being mean. You have well, to express them. We talk all the time about feeling your feelings and that's not necessarily an internal experience. Sometimes feeling your feelings is dancing. Sometimes it's screaming. Um, I saw a TikTok and I sent it to you recently where someone said, oh, you can't scream out loud. If you have, if, if when you think you hear thoughts in your head, just scream in your head. It's the same effect. And I was blown away because it totally works. I know. I've never thought of that before. <laughs> and now I'm always like in my head. <laughs> I used to like go for vibe drives. Um, and sometimes when I go for a vibe drive, I pick a direction, drive towards the sunset and pick a playlist and like, just have a vibe and just either try and create or maintain an emotion or an experience. And sometimes that's just listening to like corn and system of a down and like hardcore rock and screaming at the top of my lungs. Because for some reason, Tracy feels like people outside of her car can't hear her, especially not at 70 miles an hour. Right. And that was how, like when I lived, when I had roommates, when I lived with my parents or whatever, and I was going through a hard time, I knew I couldn't feel my feelings without disrupting the energy or, or of the people around me. And then being, you know, uh, that, that affecting whether or not I have my emotions. Yeah. So I would take energy. myself out. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to go back to listening to corn. Cause I thought about something today too. I was like, yeah, my feelings of like, sadness and what do I do? And also rage. It was like, and I thought to myself, it was like, of course, you know, it's the song right now, the Kate Bush song from Stranger Things. Running up that hill. Running up that hill. And if I can make a deal with God. And so I'm like that. And also like Slipknot or, you know, something like that, where it's just like, (laughs) (laughs) so I was like, that's how I feel this and this. Music is so great to me because for me, my music either has to match my mood or it's creating my mood. Yeah. yeah. So like we have a Minneapolis public radio. The current is a great radio station, but it is so scattered in the music. It plays yeah. that my emotions are just like up and down, up and down, up and down. It's a fast song. It's a rap song. It's a this. And it's like, it's great music. I am not emotionally stable enough to listen to this kind of shuffle, this, this range of artists right now. <laughs> I need my perfectly curated playlist for this. <laughs> I need the ability to skip a song, but it's also really helpful that I know when I do need to self-soothe or if I do want to let my anger out, if I do want to be happy, music is great for that. Yeah. Uh, an example of something that's not good for it, alcohol. Right. Food. Yeah. yeah. Anything in excess. Um, I think venting holds a purpose and a place, but if every time you're talking to someone, you're venting, not working anymore, you're sustained. Because then it's not, uh, a, you haven't directed it. Mm-mm. You're just spreading it. You're just, it's just blah. 
And if you if you are okay with maintaining that as your status quo, then keep going. But if you want to, you know, sometimes people talk about transmuting hate and anger into love. I think that's bullshit. Um, I don't think I have to transmute anything. I'm a human having a human experience. I think what I am in control of is how I make other people feel. Um, and so I need to be aware of that and not be hateful or angry and direct that towards a person and have ownership of what I'm feeling, regardless of what the trigger is. Um, I'm responsible for my reaction, even if my body is creating this without my consent. (laughs) I need to have the self-awareness to know I can't have this argument right now. I need a timeout, right? Like things like that. Um, but also recognizing I can change it if I need to, but I can just feel my feels if I need to. Um, but you get to set that time limit for you of how long am I going to stay stagnant in this feeling? Is this feeling doing anything for me? Is it helping or hurting? Um, do I want to see growth in this area? And so for you, what's going on in the world, you can't personally change with your own decision and action, but you can help contribute to the effort to change it. Yes. I love that. Help contribute to the effort to change it. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Well, I think I feel better now. And <laughs> and hopefully all of you listening feel better. I so, hope you feel angry, damn it. <laughs> directed. I feel directed. If this don't is new better. for you, I don't know if you're listening to your car on your walk on your way to work. Sorry. Uh, but I still maintain be angry. I think you can be angry and I think you can still have loving relationships and no, happy, totally positive agree. moments. Yeah. And when I say feel better, I think I was more like feel better about being angry. Oh, thank you. Okay. I feel totally better about being angry. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with that. I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. <laughs> Well, if this episode spoke to you and your soul and you're also not going to take any more, <laughs> please share this episode or our podcast with a friend. And if you have time, give us some love on your preferred platform with the rate review and subscribe. You can also reach out to us via Instagram and YouTube under the brightly podcast or via email at brightlypodcast at gmail.com. And with that, we hope you have a bright and beautiful and righteously angry day. <laughs> Bye. Bye.